We're continuing our series, What If Jesus is Serious? We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. If you want to uh, turn there, we'll get there here in a moment. But I want to tell you a story. I remember it was 2019, um, and, and I was a senior in college. And I was, it, was, it was one of those things. I was so excited. Uh, senior year, Johnson University, and, and I knew that something, was, something exciting was about to happen. Like I was, had my last year. It was my last year with my friends. It was the last year that I was going to be able to be at the school. And it was an exciting time, but also, like, I need to know what's going on later once I graduate, right? And so um, August comes around, start of, the, start of the semester, and I knew I had faith and I could trust that God had a plan for me when I graduated in May. I knew that. I knew that he had a plan. I knew that he was going to put me in a place, and I was, I was trusting. And so I really didn't worry about it. I said, God's going to put me in the right place, a place that I can serve, a place where I can love on people and they can love on me and my family. And so I knew God was going to be faithful and put me in the right place. And then you get closer to November and December, and I started to get a little more worried because nothing really seemed to, to be working. There weren't a lot of places hiring, and, and, and it was if there were hiring, they were away from this area, and I wanted to be around this area if I could be. And, and so I got to November or December, and I started to worry, where am I going to be when I graduate in May? Some of you all might have been in a situation like that when you were in college, right? You, you know that you're going to graduate, and you want to have a place that you can go, and, and you don't know where you're going to go, and it's hard to trust that God has a plan because, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that you need to figure out when you graduate college. And I got to January and uh, February, and, and nothing just really seemed to work. There was a couple places that I talked to, but they were far away, and I didn't want to be sent to a different state and all these things, and so I was getting worried. This is pre-COVID. You know what happens in March of 2020, and worry starts to set in even more. And we were, we were all worrying in that moment. There was a lot going on in the world but that we had to worry about. And in my mind, I'm thinking, who in their right mind is going to hire somebody out of college in the middle of a pandemic, right? No one was hiring. No one was going to do that. And so I got worried. March comes and goes. Don't know where I'm going to be in two months. And then April 12th, I got an email from Donnie Wallingford saying that they wanted to interview here at the church. And I knew from that moment that I needed to, to trust God's plan. Because even when I didn't see God was working, He was. And so many times in our lives, we can have so much worry, and we can have so much anxiety about what the future holds, but we just have to trust and we just have to know that God has a plan even when we don't see it. God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and he has been faithful before, and he's going to be faithful again, and he's working for us. He's working on our behalf, and he says, just trust that I have a plan. There's nothing that worry is going to bring. Nothing good comes out of worry. He says, you just trust that I have a plan, and he did. And I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know what in your life, there's been things in your life where you have worried, where there's where you don't know what's going to happen, where there's anxiety that kicks in and, and you're scared, you don't know what's coming next. But I just want to tell you today that God has a plan. He does. And we may not see it. We may not see it for a couple of years. This past week I celebrated two years at Poplar Ridge. And it's been awesome. And it just reminds me and it shows me that God is always, always faithful. 
who in the right mind hires somebody in the pandemic? I'm thankful that Poplar Ridge did. So thankful that I was so worried and had so much anxiety about where I was going to be and, and God put me in the right place. There's so many things to worry about in our world, right? There's so many things that are going on. There's so much anxiety in our world, and there's a lot to worry about, but we have to understand that God has a plan, and he has a plan for your life. And I don't know what you're worrying about. I don't know what you're doubting. I don't know what the anxiety is in your life, but I want you to know today that God's working, and he has a plan, and he has something for you tomorrow. But he tells us, hey, you don't need to worry because I've got your back. He tells us, last week we talked about this, right? We talked about things that could get us into worry. We talked about the importance of putting our treasures in heaven because if we put our treasures in the earth, we're going to worry. We're going to have some anxiety. We talked about putting our eyes on Jesus and fixing our eyes on Jesus because when we do that, our priorities are in check. And we know that even if worry comes, that he's there with us. And we talked about serving God only compared to anything else. And when we do that, we can trust that God is working on our behalf. But when we have our priorities out of line and when we don't have them in the right place, then it can really mess things up. It can bring worry. It can bring anxiety. And yes, there's worry and anxiety when we are following Jesus, right? There are things that come up in our lives. There's doubts. There's things that happen. But when we're in the midst of worry and we follow Jesus and we have him in his right place and we have our priorities set on him, then we can trust in the midst of our worry that he's working for us, right? And it's true. And Jesus tells his audience in Matthew chapter 6 in the Sermon on the Mount that you don't have to worry. And I ask the question, Jesus, do you know what's going on in my life? Do you know what's going on in the life of our church? Do you know what's going on in, the, in, in our world? And you tell me not to worry. He's serious. He says, do not worry because I've got a plan. Do not worry because I'm here with you. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, and I, I think about every single morning I get to wake up and I get to see the, the mountains over here. I get to see an incredible view, and it just amazes me that the same God that created those mountains looked at me and said that I'm valued, and said that I have a purpose, and said that I am going to do something in the world. The same God that created that looks at you and say that, says that you're loved. And he says, if I can create those mountains and I can create that beautiful picture and that beautiful scenery, all the time we talk about how beautiful our area is, when we look at ourselves, we say we're not beautiful. But God, the same God that created that, says that we are beautiful people. He created us in his image. We are fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator. And the creator that created that also created our plan for our life. And we can trust that God has a plan. We don't have to worry. We can trust that he has a plan for us, that he wants us to know that we can trust him. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 says this. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, or what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add an, a single hour to your life? The animals, the, the birds that fly around, they can't get jobs, right? They can't have a career. They can't purchase a home, and yet they're still provided for. They're still provided for. 
God says that we are made in his image, and if we are, then I believe that he is working for us. I believe that he has a plan for our lives, and he says, if, if I can provide for the birds, if I can provide for the animals, then I can provide for you. You don't need to worry. He says, I have a plan. And it says, Hen, why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. They just come up. They're just there. They just come up. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Solomon had it all. He was wealthy. He looked the part. But it's saying it, all that stuff doesn't equate to, to what I can provide for you. The lilies are grow and they are valuable, more valuable than anything that we can get on our own or worry about on our own. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is, uh, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Back in that day, they used grass, they used flowers, they used all that to, to start fires and to, to stay warm. But he's saying, hey, those things are going to come back. But here today, gone tomorrow, life is a vapor. He says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I think we can all say amen to that, right? Each day has the trouble of its own, but he tells us that we do not need to worry because he's working on our behalf. And I don't know what it is for you, but I know that there's some of us in the room today that are worrying about tomorrow, that are worrying about what's to come into the future and, and what life looks like here in a couple weeks or here in a couple months. It's easy to worry, and I've been there that I'm here to tell you that God is always faithful and that God always has a plan for every single one of us. And he's faithful to you because he says, I created you. I made you in my image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if I can create all the things of this world and I created you out of nothing, then you have to trust that I have a plan. He says, don't worry because you're cared for. Don't worry because you are cared for. I care for you. I have a plan for you. And he says, you have a purpose and you have value. And I think that's so important for us to grasp today. Because in the midst of worry, it's easy to lose that reminder. It's easy to lose sight of that. But he says that if we can put our treasures in the kingdom, that if we can seek his kingdom first and that we can serve him only, then, then we're going to be okay. You know, in the beginning of the Bible, uh, you know, it talks about God creating the world. And it says that God spoke and there was light. He spoke. He didn't lift a finger and, and there was light. He spoke and there was light. And it reminds me of the sun. Um, and I don't know how much you all know about the sun. I don't know a whole lot, but I got a couple facts that I researched this week. Did you know that the sun is 93 million miles away? We can't really grasp this idea, right? 93 million miles away, yet we see it every day, right? And it provides a slide and it provides heat. It takes light from the sun 186,000 
miles per second to get from the sun to here in Piney Flats. I think that's incredible. It takes only eight minutes to get from there to here. And we see that God spoke and there was light. And I think about the creation that God has of our world, and I see the beautiful images that he has he's put, and, I, and I've been able to travel the country and the world and be able to see some beautiful places, and I always look at them and say, holy cow, I can't believe that God created that. And then sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, I can't believe that God created this. But I have to know that he creates us for a purpose, that he created me and he created you because he loves us. I saw Louis Giglio do this, this uh, example before. I have a golf ball. If the earth were the size of a golf ball, the sun would be 15 foot in diameter. May not, be, may not mean nothing to you. If you think about that, I think that screen is about 24, 25 feet, you know, from left to right. And, and so, you know, we can kind of have an, an understanding of that. But let me, let me go a little further. The sun is so big that you could put, if the earth were the size of a golf ball, you could put 96,000 earths inside the sun. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? You could fill an entire school bus with golf balls from top to bottom and back to front. That's how many earths you could fit into the sun. That's how big the sun is, right? But we all know that the sun isn't the biggest star out there, right? It's not the biggest. One of the biggest stars that we know of is a star named Canis Majoris. Anybody heard of it? Probably not. Okay, yeah, yeah. First service people have heard of it. If the earth were the size of a golf ball compared to Canis Majoris, it would be, Canis Majoris would be the height of Mount Everest. That's massive. That's six miles above sea level. You could fit, if the earth were the size of a golf ball, you could fit seven quadrillion earths inside of Canis Majoris. We can't understand this idea. That's enough golf balls to cover the entire state of Texas. Texas is a big place. And it's more than just covering it, covering it 22 inches deep, the whole entire state. That's insane. And to see that God has created all of this and then created us, it just shows me that he has a plan. When I see what God has created, when I see the, the magnificent, magnificent things that he's done then I can trust that he has a plan for my life, and he has a plan for yours too. I told you I heard this through a sermon that Louis Giglio did. I'm going to show you a video from that sermon um, that helps us understand really how small we are compared to Canis Majoris and the other planets and stars. It's incredible. It's a, it's a crazy video that just shows us how small we are. It shows us how big God is, and the fact that he still cares about us after creating something so big I think is so powerful and so moving. Check this video out. Just a little journey through our solar system. Everyone knows our planets and sort of how we fit in the story here. You see really quickly that we're not even the biggest deal in our own solar system, but as Earth comes by, you have to know tonight that we are living on a privileged planet. Anyone would tell you we're living at one of the most special places, if not the most special place in all of creation. 
but Neptune comes by and Saturn and then Jupiter and you're like, okay, we're not all that big, even in our own little cul-de-sac. Just notice the blue dot fading away is not the earth. That's Neptune. The earth has gotten too small to see anymore. Sirius comes by. Little plug for satellite radio. Not the biggest star, but the brightest star that we have found so far. Pollux, which we didn't mention. Arcturus. Such a beautifully named one, Regal. But then the one that messed me up. Our third star, Musifi. Musifi's cousin, Wusifi. I see that, it amazes me. Because I see a God who can create something like that. And if he can create that, then I believe that we can trust his plan, right? I believe that we don't have to worry because the God that created the universe, the God that created the beautiful mountains that we see, looks at us and looks at you and says, I love you. He says, I made you for a purpose. You have value. And we serve a God so big. We serve a God that has created it all and then looks at us and says that we have purpose. That's so valuable. And I know, I know, I know that there are things in our world to worry about. There's things in our lives right now in this moment that we have to worry about. And we may not know what's coming tomorrow, but we can trust a God that's there in front of us. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he always will be. He was faithful then, he's going to be faithful now. And we can trust that he has created us in his image and that he has a plan for us. He's not going to leave us behind. He never, he never will. We don't have to worry. We don't have to worry. Because God is always there. But he challenges us. He says, seek first my kingdom. Know who I am. Try to model Jesus' life. Because when you have your priorities in the right place and you're serving me, then I've got your back. You don't have to worry. Because I'm in tomorrow. I'm there. And I've, I got it. And his plan's always greater than ours. It always is. Even though we may not see it, even though we may not understand it, we can trust that he is good. It amazes me, the same God who created it all, created you, and created me. And he says, you don't have to worry, I've got you. And I don't know who needed to hear this message today, but it spoke to me. The scripture spoke to me knowing that he's there. And there might be worry, but we have a God we can trust. And we have to trust that his plan is good. Let's pray together. God, we are so thankful for you. 
and in the midst of, of what's going on in our world and in our community, it's so easy for us to be prone to worry. It's so easy for us to, to, to struggle to know what's to come tomorrow, but we know that, that you're big enough to hold it all. You're big enough for us to trust in. And God, you want us, you want us to know you. You want us to, to put our treasures in your kingdom and not of this world. You want us to fix our eyes on you. And you want us to serve you only. And when we do those things, we have our priorities in check. And even if worry comes, we can trust that you're there. You're so close. Oftentimes we, we think that you're far away, but God, you're right next to us. God, allow us to know that through the midst of it all, that you're there. Worry's going to come, but we need to trust you because you got a plan. so thankful for you. We're so thankful for the reminder today that we don't have to worry because you're in tomorrow and we're cared for. And I pray that whoever walked into the room today with some worry and some doubt can trust you going forward. And maybe for some of us, it was a reminder. We've known it for years, but today was a reminder of you're working for us. You want what's best for your children. God, allow us to know you. Allow us to know you well. And remind us every single day that you're here with us. God, it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.